Welcome everyone to the Zanamo Abroad podcast where we talk about anything and everything Zanamo gear related. I'm your host Alex Lishik and coming to us from some island in the Dnipro River is Dima. How's it going Dima? Yeah, yeah, what's going on man? Uh, just picking some potatoes over here, not bad, not bad. Um, oh, it's raining, come on man, you're joking, you're joking. Nah, nah, less of that, less of that. Uh, Nah, nah. Looking forward to another episode, full stop. Uh, and joining us from the great state of New York is Eric. How's it going, Eric? Yeah, it's going great. Looking forward to a good episode. Lot to cover. Had an exciting UCL draw earlier that I'm looking forward to going over. But yeah, should be a good time. Uh, actually, that was not Dima. That was Eric, in case you could not tell. Uh, D- Eric, uh, wait, Dima. Jeez, I'm confusing both of you. You guys look so alike. Um, <laughs> that's, an ins- that's an insult to me. <laughs> Listen, you guys have been working out together too much. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why. <laughs> uh, no, Dima is in Ukraine. I think he's in Zaporizhia, isn't he? Because wasn't he talking about, he, he was saying he wanted to go to the Zodiac game originally today? Yeah, he was on, what's that island, Horitsa or something like I that? Know. I um, have no idea. Where the, the Cossacks had their siege. Um, hang on. Second best siege after the one in America, by the way, just to put that out there. Ah, Hortizia. Aha, okay. That's um, where he is. Yeah, hopefully yeah. he stays there for about another six months. Yeah, I mean, good thing he didn't go to that Zodiac game, because uh, unless he was going to support Rapid Vienna, but it was not really worth much. <laughs> good point. Yeah, Zodiac helping out the Austrian coefficient there, but it's okay. Um, before we get too much into it, we're going to start with some latest news. Seed uh, Clay is joining Pauk on loan with an option to buy for $2 million. How we're going to get anyone to pay for Seed Clay is beyond me. But listen, if Surkis wields his magical business one, good enough for me. Uh, Bushjan injured for a minimum of two weeks. I think he had a small operation, did he not? I think that sounds, that sounds right. Uh, Bujalski and Luchescu won Best Player and Coach Awards for fifth round of UPL. How good has Bujalski been, by the way? My goodness, he's been like... It, especially, it, especially against Desma. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing like he would always kind of pop in with like a goal here and there, but it's not even the goals he's popping in. Like the, the caliber of goals he's popping in with at the minute is just... We need, you know, good to see from him. Uh, Gusev got asked to join the national team coach. He's most likely staying at Dinamo. In fairness, I don't see why he can't maybe work there for the international break because like you know but we'll see uh rostov got offered to sign kionzora i bet uh tomas is really excited to join the 15th best team in the rpl um who's else bonito to get Gorica fell through i don't know how this guy still has a contract at our team so we're just going to move on as quickly as possible away from that uh nipro odin and zoria want to sign shabanov alone but the club wants to keep him until the end of his contract which is december i can live with that if we're not going to bring in another center back uh, Dinamo are still in for Vitinho, clever little player. I don't actually mind that if that were still in for Vitinho. Um, Gerson, Eric, breaks breaks your heart. Gerson's mm. on the way out. Uh, yeah. He'll go do his scissors and kicking water bottles and wherever he's exactly. going. Exactly. And Salernitano is interested in Supriaha. Just let the kid leave already. Jesus. It's not gonna not gonna happen. No. It, I, See, this is why I wish, like, the UPL at least was, like, semi-strong as it used to be, so, like, he could go to, like, a half-decent team. Because, like, listen, I'm not saying he – I don't want to see him do bad wherever he goes next, but, like, yeah, this is just – when is his contract – his contract's up as 2025 as well, isn't it? Uh, let's see. 
could be. Possibly, I should say. Let's see. Supriya. Contract expires, yeah, December 2025. Listen, I'm not not saying he hasn't had chances, but the only question I have is, do you remember we had Adam on a couple of weeks, probably a couple months ago now, he said the only thing is, is that Supriyaha needs to play in a front two. So if you're going to keep him, might as well try to figure out something that works a little bit better. Because he, I don't, and the only reason I'm saying this, because did he ever play in a front two at that, or he was always just a lone striker? I mean, I don't think when he was at Dnipro, he played, or Dnipro DM, I should say, that he played as, I'm pretty sure he was just a front striker there. I don't think they played with the front two. I thought he played with Dovic up top. Because then they played like some weird 4-4-2 while Mikhail Lachenko was coach. No, I'm not remembering, but I, I guess maybe. Because, yeah, because, anyway, I mean, listen, I, I don't, I don't know if, I, you have anything to say, I have nothing to say, but like, it's just, it's just annoying at this point. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Supriyaha and Ramirez can be the new Shevchenko Rebra, who knows. Um, what season was he at Nipro Adyan? 1920. 1920. Yeah. You can actually probably see, hold on, let's see actually, 19. Because that's the year he did score a lot of goals against a lot of bad teams in the yeah. second half of the year. Yeah. But still scored them, so. Listen, I would I would take him if he scores that many goals against the second half, the bottom half of the UPL teams, and he's off the bench. I don't think anyone at Dynamo would complain. I definitely wouldn't. Well, let's see. Yeah, let me see. Okay, so like the match when he scored a hat trick against uh, Dynamo. Uh, let's see. Oh, geez, that was ridiculous. That's right. He was subbed on in like the 63rd minute, and then he scored a hat trick in like 17 minutes. By by, 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 it was a 71st, 82nd, and 90th. But yeah, even it's showing it was according to transfer marked, but they basically played a 4 1 4 1 for the majority of the season. Yeah. For the majority of the season. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah, so he scored a brace against Karpat, and they played like some kind of 4 1 4 1. Yeah. I don't know. I. I see, Listen, I'm showing the whole season was either a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-1-4-1. But yeah, I, I didn't remember him playing with two strikers. Listen, there's a player in there somewhere. Don't get me wrong. But where is said player? I have no idea. That's the only thing I can say about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just easier for everyone. Move him on. Easier for us. Easier for him. Done. And uh, we stick with Garmash and Kulach up top. Um, so. Now we'll move on to... <laughs> Uh, we'll move on to the – before we get on to the UCL draw, actually, uh, we're going to talk about the most recent Dynamo game. That's not 4-0, an absolute shellacking, uh, what I kind of jokingly called last year the North Ukraine, the Northern Ukrainian Derby because – tell you what, those games against Desna, they're not fun because they're not easy, but they are usually somewhat entertaining. Eric, your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I thought Dynamo, I didn't think that they were, like, incredible or anything like that. They, they played a solid match, obviously. I mean, the scoreline, I think, more so reflects how poor Desna were than how great Dynamo were. I mean, if you take a look at the run of form for Desna, not necessarily like they were playing quality UPL sides in, well, 
what can you call a quality UPL side outside of Shakhtar and uh, Dinamo, but you know, they beat they beat short of the Moritz, who are probably going to be a relegate a relegation candidate. I mean, yep. the first three matches of the season that they won, short of the Moritz, Mariupol, and Inholets. Actually, oh. to be fair, the week before they beat we beat them, they beat Nipro then. In fairness. Well, that's what I was about to get to. So those yeah. three matches against Shrodnomovic, Mariupol, and Inhulets, to me, those three teams are going to be at the bottom of the table. Especially, I think Inhulets are going to get relegated. I mean, really? Shrodnomovic, yeah, huh? I do. Um, Shrodnomovic, I think, are going to be down there as well. And I would love to see Mariupol relegated. Um, but yeah, you know, credit to them. They did beat, um, the, the week before, they did have a 2-1 victory over Nipro Adin. And I mean, I got to be honest, I was, I, I was a little fear, fearful of this match. I mean, what, when was the last time that we beat Dustin before this match? Oh my gosh. Paula, we drew them twice last year. I remember right before the pandemic, we drew them because I remember Rusin scored that game. I, I feel think like it's been a few years. The last time I genuinely can remember Dinamo beating Desna was that weird cup game. I think it was like 2018. It was like really bad snow. It's been a while. But that's all I can remember. I know it's been a while. Um, definitely nice to finally get one over on them. Like I said, I mean, they were really, really poor this match. Um, you know, I thought from us, um, again, played well. Um, Zankov, I didn't think he was better, but that's better, kind yeah. of that's comparative, right? Because he's been yeah. so poor. He's basically been invisible. At least he was involved in this match. Yeah. And trying to create at times again i'm not saying that he had a great game by any means but at least it was an improvement from yeah. what we've seen for the majority of the year yeah um you know I, I think we could have done a little bit better with our shooting i mean we had very wayward shooting wayward crossing um you know the Bujanski goal in the 30th minute into the upper right hand corner Class. was just absolutely sublime yeah excellent finish of course, then right after that, we almost immediately conceded and forced to save from Boyko. Of course. Um, and, you, you know, speaking of Boyko, I thought he had a good match. Um, what I was really impressed with was with him was his command of the area and his rushing yes. out. You know, that's something that we talk about with Ukrainian keepers in general, reacting slowly. You know, we've seen that from Bushan, um, from Trubin. Um, but like I said, I mean, several times he came out to punch the ball clear, you know, good reactions. And, and I was... I was happy with this performance, this match. Can I stop you for one sec? No. Um, So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, For you, okay, maybe the friendly against Czechs probably got the play, but would you start uh, Boyko against Kazakhstan in France next week? Um, Over Piatov and Riznik? I'm not saying Riznik's actually a bad shot, but I think I would would definitely choose Riznik over Piatov. What would you take? uh, Would you take, um, what's his name? Uh, Boyko over Piatov? I mean, probably, yeah. Especially, listen, I'm not trying to, you know, make this a, a Shakhtar podcast, but that his performance on that first goal yesterday for Monaco was um, not yeah, the most. Yeah, he's got stone, st- stone hands. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, unfortunately, it's not like there's a huge gulf in class between the two of them, right? It's not like Boyko is miles ahead of Piatov, but yeah, I'd probably go with Boyko. Um, obviously, as we've got some injury concerns with, Zbirna keepers, but um, but yeah, good performance from him in this match. Um, you know, Bujanski got his second uh, pouncing on a uh, Desna tried to play a ball back to the keeper, headed it back, but Bujanski was first pounced on it, slotted it home, great finish. Um, 
you know, I thought uh, Shkurin came on and, you know, similar to Ramirez's first chance where he put the ball wide when he was alone on the keeper, Shkurin did fantastically to control the ball, get around his defender, but then put it wide. Um, you know, not really sure why Ramirez wasn't in the squad and why Haramash continues to feature as a center forward. Yeah, well, fantastic from Bujanski, who chipped the ball over the defender's sliding challenge and then had his legs taken. I mean, it was a clear penalty, um, but really, really heads up play from Bujanski. And then the final goal, unfortunately, wasn't awarded to Shkudin, um, because it, it wasn't going on target. It was going wide. And I think, I think he knew it, of, too. Oh yeah, he like he looked pissed. Like he didn't yeah. celebrate, and he looked so angry because he knew that it wasn't. And you know what? I like that mentality. I love yeah. that. Um, if Jesse Rodriguez would have ripped his shirt off and running through Independence Square, if that would have happened. Exactly, exactly. But, um, but it's again, you know, finished four nil. Uh, good win for Dinamo. Very happy to to get one over you. Maybe this will be a. A good psychological victory for us as well, given our run of form against Destiny as of recent. But like I said, I mean, I was more so just very, um, I guess, surprised by how poor Desna were against yeah. us. But you know, three important points on we move. Also, a decent crowd at the Lobanovsky. If anyone needed any further proof why most UPL games should be at the Lobanovsky instead of the Olympiski. 9K in the Lebanovski is much better than 9K in the Olympiski. Just going to put that out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you take a look at the Olympiski and it looks like they're playing like in, in an abandoned space station. And you see like people spread out like every five or 10 seats or, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I'd say maybe for UCL matches and things like that could yeah. be at the Olympiski, but yeah. I, I, I said, like, I said, uh, me and Dima talked about this once. We said uh, every Champions League game, Europa League knockouts should be at the Olympiski. Because let's be honest, even some Europa League group stage games could be at the Lobanovsky. Like, right. wh- how much did they get? Like 14,000 last one against like Copenhagen or Lugano or whatever that was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, bef- so before we leave the fifth round of Ukraine football, I actually just want to touch about uh, Dinamo, to, uh, excuse me, uh, Chorma Moretz. Uh, they played Shakhtar. Um, only reason I'm bringing this up is just because of how many players did we have playing this game? Was it Kucheruk, uh, Kadiri, Kuzik, Mikhailenko, Bulashevsky? Is that it? Bulashevsky got his second sending off of the season. Oh, that's great to see. What did he get it for? I don't I don't know. I just know he got a red in this one. or I don't know if it was a straight red or a second yellow. And I, I'm pretty sure he already had a sending off fantastic. either a match or two ago. And we're how many matches into the season? Four? Five. So averaging averaging a sending off almost every other match. Yeah, he's played four games that got sent off. I uh, played two games. No, four games that got sent off twice. Yeah, exactly. And That's the only not, reason not good. No, and the only reason I wanted to bring this up was because some of the guys actually like I only watched me. I actually probably stopped watching before the first wax tap goal. They some of the guys actually played really well. Like I thought, Mikhail uh, played pretty good. Kadiri actually didn't look too bad that first half. And I'm like they were. Even after they went down to 10 men, like some of the guys really stepped up and put some passes together. But, you know, come on. It's how they were going to break down at some point. So, I mean, listen, fair play. Um, hopefully, who do they play this week? They play Alexandria. Yeah, they're going to probably lose that game. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Good luck to all the Dinamo 2 boys out there in Odessa. Um, also, disappointed not to see Vikenti Volosha, by the way, play against us yeah, yesterday. Yeah. 
fucking Rebacon, man. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. Dinamo take on Colos. We need to hammer them. I'm sorry. This has to be a 7-0 minimum. Well, I mean, you, you take a look at two players that they've lost. Not that I really rate either of these two players, but for Colos's purposes, I would say that they're probably fairly big losses. You've got their penalty taker in Seleznyov, who is now with Minai. He missed and, a penalty. And, yep, yep. And then, and was like, yeah, and I remember, like, the picture of, like, Zoya Lundonspit put, like, him crying on the bench when he was on the bench and, like, a penalty was awarded or something, and I absolutely loved it. Um, Shout out he, Andrew Todos, by the way. He, he has zero business equaling or breaking Shatsky and Ribrov's record. Um, How many more does he need? I'm not sure. You'd have to look it up. I don't know where he's at. I know he's getting kind of close. But so he's gone. And then obviously we also poached the Ukrainian Messi in uh, Antjuk. Listen, nothing for was... nothing. I would, I 100%, I think either you or Dima said this, I would take him over Gerson and the Penix. At least he tries. Not saying he does much, but yeah, he tries. I, no, that, that was probably the first good point Dima's ever made. Um, but no, I do agree with it just because he, you know, he said that he tries, but he's also a team player. Yes. which I appreciate. You know, Jefferson is not a team player. Um, and the Bama has just been, like I said, I think that he's just going through the motions until his contract expires. Um, but I, I do agree with that. Still not the quality that we need, but given the current squad selection, yes, I would go with him. But the yeah. thing is, is I would like, love to see Antu play in the champions league. I just would love to see him like get the I'm ball. Sure he's, I'm sure he's going. I, 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 you know what? I, I'm not going to say he should he be here, should he not be here. I just, but I just want to see him once in the Champions League at this point, honestly. Yeah, that, that'll be it'll, it'll, that'll be great for the Dinamo faithful like ourselves watching that. Um, the, the weird thing is, though, is I'm pretty sure he's a right winger. I thought like, he, I always thought he was right footed, though. That's now, the thing. I don't think because I mean, when I remember the goal that he scored against us at the end of the year or at the end of or at the start of winter last year. It was him cutting in off of the right wing, shooting with his left foot, and that was when it deflected in off of Mikolenko, and we finished with a draw. So yeah, he's he is left footed, but it says he can play anywhere on the front line. Okay, maybe okay, yeah. But in fairness, so I trust him to do a job kind of anywhere more than some of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Ultimately, I would agree with that, um, but I, I would I would play him there first. But yeah, I mean, again, Selesnyov and, and then Antioch are gone now. I mean, they have Nuria, who's a good player, but from midnight. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. But again, um, he's another one who stat pats penalties. Well, that's that's what Polos do. I mean, if you took a look at their, they had such a high percentage of their goals came from penalties last season. I mean, so far this season, they've only scored, they've had one, two, three, four matches. They've scored two goals. So a goal every other match. Um, Drew with Vettis, nil-nil. They beat Metalis 1925, who actually, now that I think about it too, Metalis is another team that's going to be battling relegation. Um, I actually don't think so. I think they, I think they're, I think there are four worse teams than them. What like that, there are four definitely worse teams than them. Like, like I'm looking at the table right now, right? I think any team below Meta least besides Colos is clearly worse than them. I don't have the table up. What's the? So it's it goes 1925, 
Kolos Veres Menai in Huets, Chardonnay, Liviu, and Mariupol. I think all of those teams outside maybe Kolos are worse than 1925. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting at the bottom of the table this year. Might um, be worse anyways, than at the top, to be fair. Yeah, that I would agree with. Um, they beat Metalist, um, and then they, I think the ma- their match against Minai was postponed. Then they drew against Ruch, 1 1, and then most recently lost to Alexandria, 1 uh, 0. Yeah. So, again, they do have two goals from open play. Um, but, but one's from Dennis Kostishin, a good winger, to be Kostishin. fair, and Yevhen Novak, who's a center back. Yeah, I mean, Kostishin is definitely one that we're going to want to keep an eye on. Um, but you know, I would expect them to come out. So it says most recently they went with like a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 against Alexandria was a 5-4-1. It actually looked more of like a, a 5-3-1-1. Yeah. I would expect them to come out against the Dynamo with something similar with five at the back and packing out the midfield and then yep. maybe one up top. Um, again, looking to play defensive, direct football, uh, long balls from the back. So... Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with us is we commit way more fouls than we need to commit. Oh and I would, I would, I wish that we would just stay on our feet because most of the time there's no need to go to ground. There's no need to foul these teams, especially with someone like Kolos, force them into making mistakes and counter. I mean, yeah. I don't mean to, oh, I don't mean to oversimplify it, but with all due respect, most of the teams that we're going to play in the UPL don't require any tactical genius no. going into it it's basically with these matches that we play as Dynamo Kiev it's either we win or we beat ourselves very yeah. rarely does another team outclass us unless if maybe we're playing against uh Shakhtar right yeah. but you know we give away silly fouls right we yep. stupid fouls in the box give away penalties it's and that you know set pieces Etc. Things like that yep. are how these teams beat us. They don't. They don't tend to beat us from open play. So, like I said, not to like oversimplify it, but just stay on our feet. I'd like to see us pressing high. I'd like to see us giving defenders zero time to pick their passes long. You know, win the ball back, hopefully high up the pitch, and then counter with intensity and with yep. um, and with speed. But again, this is a match that we should be winning. Oh. Three or four no. I, I think it should be six and I mean come on. This team got knocked out by a team from Kazakhstan that got that beat got beat eight one domestically. They, yeah, they, they lost come on. Or, or it was nil nil at home and then away it went didn't it go to penalties? They yeah. lost on penalties. Yeah, yeah and then absolutely. the Shakhtar Karagandi that week lost eight one in the Kazakh league. No disrespect, yeah. but this should be four. anything below four nil or five nil. This is this is embarrassing. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. I, I'm just gonna do a quick preferred starting lineup. This is what I'm thinking. You could tell me if I'm right, wrong. Crazy genius, whatever. Um, Boyko on goal. I would love Neshcheret, but I think he's hurt at the minute. I'll tell you what. If we were playing a weaker side, I wouldn't even mind giving Morgun his official debut, but uh, we won't go there. So Boyko on goal, back four. Um, center, center back, Sirotan Zabarni. Fullbacks, uh, Mikolenko, now that Sitka looks like he's on his way. Uh, and Timchik, midfield three. Uh, usual three, Sidorchuk, Bujalski, Shafrenko. Um, Lenyev on the right wing. Lenyev on the right. Uh, Verbich on the left and scooting through the middle. I like that. Yeah, I'm good yeah. with that. Yeah. Even I got to be honest. Even if I'm to started on the left wing, I wouldn't be too fussed by that. Yeah, um, I would. I, 
I, I don't. I just don't want to see Japan or Rodriguez. No, I can't. I can't do this. But I yeah, I would say. I mean, I would prefer Shkurin to start, but if Ramirez started, I again, I wouldn't be too upset with that. But I, I yep. will be upset if I see Haramash starting again. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. So uh, the Champions League draw was today. Uh, Dinamo got drawn into a. a pretty traditionalist European group. If you're a fan of European football tradition, you're actually going to like this group. Uh, Dinamo are drawn with Bayern, Benfica, and Barcelona. Um, Eric, immediate thoughts. Immediate thoughts on the draw. Um, so I actually did like a simulator the day before where the group was like sporting um, from Portugal, uh, Salzburg, and Dortmund, which I think probably would have been like our best case scenario. Um, Certainly not in the toughest group out there, but this is going to be a very difficult group. Um, You know, I'll go through reactions to the draw here in a minute. Before I do that, we put out a question to our listeners about uh, our preferred group, who we would like to see in Dinamo's UCL group. So a big thank you to all of those who engaged and gave responses. Um, so we have Slava Ukraini 09 at Sporting, Sevilla, Salzburg, and Dinamo. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been really nice. Um, we have uh, United Edward had Sporting, Sevilla, Salzburg, and Dinamo. Um, wait, that's literally Romans. Um, okay, let me see. Okay. Even group and anything can happen. Most likely, Dinamo will get someone like Real City that don't then get third in the group by luck. Can I read this one? This next one? Yeah. At 1927, Dima, he wanted um, Malmo, Brugge, and Rems in his. So that's that's an interesting group. Those first two teams. That is, I I was going to say that, you know what, the, you know how they have the group of death? Yeah. Uh, The jammy, should I say the word or no? We're we're, we're probably explicit at this point, aren't we? Yeah. 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 The jammy, yeah. Yeah, the jam- the Jamie C dar- uh, group would definitely be Brugge, Young Boys, Ferencvaros, and uh, Malmo. Dima would love that. Um, yeah, thank God that that can't happen. Uh, next, stinks, next one stinks we have up, is, man. yeah, same. Um, no butter fuck M-E-P-L-S has Lille, United, and Salzburg. Not a bad group. I tell you um, what, Lille, I don't know, Salzburg... Not as strong as they used to be. And tell you what, I don't watch a ton of Premier League, but Man United wax uh, Leeds United and lose to Southampton or draw Southampton next week. So they're not, you know, is what it is. Agreed. Um, and then we had uh, Beloshuk had, um, was actually really, really close with Bayern, Liverpool, Benfica, and Dinamo, only one team off there. So that was solid. Don't know why um, that'd be a preferred group. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then we have Mir Sezoni Chafol, amazing name, uh, with Sporting, Liverpool, Ajax, and Dinamo. So potentially a chance to get some revenge against uh, Ajax yeah. with that group. Um, but uh, hang on a minute. And then reactions as well to the draw and we'll go through ours in a minute here a little bit more in depth but for our listeners so we put out a poll for 
thoughts on the draw, let us know, you know, comment and let us know where you think we'll finish. So UCL spot, um, UEL spot, and then fourth place. So there were almost 40 votes. We had 60, we had about 60% in, um, or a little over 60% for fourth place, a little over 30% for, uh, for a UELs for a Europa League, and then 5% for a Champions League spot. Um, so some comments that we had on this one, Slava Ukraini, um, certainly doable to get a third in Europa League spot. Hopefully we play Benfica late November, early December in Kiev, and ideally get at least a point off Barca, which is more than deserved from their last Champions League season. Yeah, I mean, obviously that 2-1 loss at Barcelona I think we'll feel a little hard done from that uh, from that match, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I like that. And then we have at Vasaruk or Vasaruk as it should be. Um, this is this is interesting. So we have Bayern in first, Benfica two, Dinamo third, Barca fourth. Controversial, yes, but some of the latter match days are in Kiev, real home field for. Uh, the Dynamo Kiev squad. So it's not the uh, most I'll, unthinkable thing in world history. I'm not going to lie. No, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, it would be nice to see Yarimchuk and Benfica in the knockout stages. Obviously, I think Dynamo probably are a little bit more suited to the Europa League, but yeah. not with outside, not outside the realm of possibility. Um, then we've got United Edward. I think they'll be able to beat Benfica in one game, get a draw with Barca. Haven't looked as strong as last year, and I think Dinamo will beat Benfica by one point. It'll mainly be luck. Um, and then we have uh, Sergi Verona with the team's third and fourth plot teams in the group stage keep improving every year, except Dinamo. Can't see Dinamo competing with Benfica for third. Um, yeah, I mean, just my thoughts. I'm going to more so agree with that last statement. I think best case scenario for Dinamo, maybe getting a win at home, but realistically, I don't see us getting anything from Bayern or Barca on the road or at home. I see us losing to Benfica on the road, potentially drawing with them at home for one point, and we're back to domestic football. In all honesty, I said this before, uh, right before we got on air to talk about this, and I actually kind of stand by it. I think Dinamo's biggest challenge is going to be um, is going to be Benfica because I'm not even counting Bayern as a challenge, especially if Lewandowski if if Lewandowski's not fit. I'm saying there's a chance here, but I'm assuming I'm, he's. Yeah, I mean, I honestly even Chupa Moting is going to give our is going to give our young defenders problems. And I actually want to put a pin in that because I want to go back to that. And the reason I said Benfica is I think when you have the more equal the team is in the group, I think the more they're saying, like Benfica's probably thinking, listen, but Bayern Barca will be tough. The team we have to pick up points against is Dinamo. So I think, honestly, that is the toughest. Those are probably the two toughest games for Dinamo because I'm not even counting the Bayern games. And I honestly think the team most likely to pick up points against is Barca because that team club is in shambles just with the whole messy situation yeah yeah financially i don't know what's going on can they even register half of their new players i know the pie can play but you know this... i think they're i one of the most recent things that i read was that pk took like a big pay cut so that they could start reg registering some of these players so i, I did see I, that as well i think the 
the pile. Well, no, I think they are because Garcia just played in a match because he got red carded towards the end of the match. Uh-huh. Who who else has to be registered? Because Aguero. they got Garcia, the pie. Oh, Aguero. That's right. But isn't that's it right. Aguero might be hurt at the minute? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, pretty sure, wa- pretty sure he wants to leave now too. With that's <laughs> with what's true. going on with Messi. But like, I'm looking at the squad, right? Like, okay, outside, like, let's say, in all honesty, right? Like. Griezmann, Depay, maybe Dembele, Aguero, and De Jong. I'm not saying this. Obviously, this squad is miles better. Like Ricky Puig and I don't know Eric Garcia get into the Dynamo team. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. But outside of those like five or six guys, if we show up on the day like we did last year, and you know Luchescu gets his tactics spot on, I don't see why we can't pick up three points at some point against Barcelona. Pack Dolan Piski. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say more so maybe favors us, kind of like some of our listeners pointed out a little bit later on in the year. Yeah. On like a, you know, they say like a rainy day in Stoke on a on a cold, <laughs> cold on a cold snowy day in Keith. Yeah, then we could potentially do some yeah. damage. But yeah, I just, you know, that last point about you know the teams in pots three and four have improved, whereas we haven't. I mean, that it's that's unfortunately that's very true. Yeah. You, know, you take a look at players that we've brought in this season. Nothing against, especially like Schuren and, and Ramirez. I hope that they do well. Um, but but I two mean, players have, aren't going to make have, the team. Yeah, you know, I'm too first. Like, we haven't really brought in Champions League quality, which is what we needed for competing in these mm-hmm. um, in these competitions. So, yeah, I just... I think the biggest I, position we did not strengthen in is center back. Because... I, I love Sirota. I love Zabarini. I'm all for the youth, playing the youth. But I don't know. Listen, I mean, unless Aguero and Braithwaite don't happen and Depay don't happen to be fit when we play Barcelona or, you know, Yadam. I'll tell you what, the only th- good thing about Yadam Truk is that they should know how Yadam Truk plays. So maybe that'll help. Um, yeah. But, my, so last... but like Leva can have a field day against these kids. So if, oh, yeah. If, he, and he would. And he would. Um, I, I think, you know, we actually did a spaces last night and we were talking a little bit about free agents right now. And Jerome Boateng is I currently know. a free agent. And I would take him in a heartbeat. And I, I'll tell you what, give both Boateng and David Luiz a six-month contract. Yeah, yeah. Get, get I mean, them, I'll DM them right now on Instagram. Surkis, just get the deal over the line, done in two or three days, you know. Give, let them get their introductions to Ukraine over the international break and ready to go for the Metalis game afterwards. That'd be that'd be big. I mean, not. I mean, I think that both of them can absolutely be impactful in terms of you know on the pitch, but yep. especially for leadership. Um, yeah, leadership exactly. Mentoring some of these young center backs, I think, would just be invaluable. Yeah, I'll tell you what, bring in. Forget both of them, one of them. But if you bring in both of them, I'm not saying we're going to go win the Champions League in St. Petersburg now, but I'd give us an, a better outside shot of maybe snicking second. Well, I think that, yeah, honestly, what I would see it more so, I mean, yeah, that could help. I would see it more so having an impact on our performances within the league. Oh, within, it, within the yeah. Ukrainian Premier League. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that definitely that could help as, I mean, like you said, obviously it's squad depth too, right. And it's yeah. fairly quality depth. It's, it's experienced people that have been there, um, or defenders that have been there. Um, 
one titles, et cetera. So just going to pull up the roster real quick. How many Champions League level players do you reckon are in this team? In which team? Our team. Champions League level players? Yep. Like how many players would get into like, not to necessarily the team, but at least the squad from like 2012, 13 or 2013, 14. Um, well, let's, let's take a look at, uh, that squad in particular, uh, hang on a minute. All right. So are we going to do 2012, 2013? Sure. What's that? Sure. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. Oh yeah. This was after Xiaomi's second stint. Uh-huh. Well, Jenny, he started that season, no? Well, he was 08, no, he was 07 to 09 left and then came back from like. Yeah, but didn't he start the 2012-13 season? Because I thought he got sacked after the PSG game or one of the PSG games. Yeah, it was, he was sacked in September. Yeah. No, 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 he was sacked. He was sacked um, after losing, after uh, losing to uh, Shakhtar in the Ukrainian Cup. That's right. That 4-1 and drumming. Then, and then Blokian came in. But, okay, taking a look at some of these Fucking players design, in yeah. here. So, I would say attacking players. I would take Lenyev because he seems very similar to – he's similar play style to Yervalka, so. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Sahankov, no. Nope. Stri- strikers, no. Left winger, no. Who – who besides – the only reason I would take Lenyev is just – Put him as right winger, assuming that Gusev would also function at right back because I think he played a lot of right back those two seasons. Yeah, I think Bujanski potentially could. Shaparenko, I think walks into Sha- the team. Shaparenko, I mean, still you've got, um, you know, you've got some of these midfielders here. Uh, Veloso, oh god, Dimas Paul, I don't even want to know what he's doing at the mention of that. Um, Aliyev, uh, let's see, who else? Sidorchuk. Um, but to be fair, though, I would take Shaparenko now as he is oh, over Aliyev and Sidorchuk in 2012. Yeah, how long was Aliyev at? When did he leave? He, well, came, I think he, back to, he came back to Dinlam. Yeah. And then he had a weird loan spell like Nipro and Angia eventually. Well, no, he went to um, he went to uh, he went to Metalurza Parisia. And then Lokomotiv in Moscow, mm-hmm. then came back to the normal, and then he went on loan to a bunch of clubs after that. Actually, played yeah. for Ruk for him and uh, him and Shatsky actually went and played for Ruk in their oh early days. But that must have been fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you know Kostevich uh, is still on the roster? Is he really? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Is he on the UPL roster? I can't wait to see the Dynamo official team picture later to see who's actually going to be like included. Hold on. Uh, where are we? That's Lenyev, Kostavich, You know who, by the way, while we're here, you know who I want to see get some more minutes? I want to see Tsarenko get some more minutes. Tsarenko, yeah, yeah, I agree. He's been scoring bushel full of goals lately. Is he, oh, I guess he's not on here anymore. Yeah, Kostevich isn't registered for the season. Thank God. Such a stupid transfer. Um, no, so I reckon 
I would take Zabarni, Popov, Shapa, and probably Neshcheret into that squad. I think that improves that Dinamo team from 12-13. Who? Oh, and okay. maybe maybe I'll take Mikol and go over Taiwo Taiwo because I think Taiwo Taiwo was a yeah, great defender back then, but but I don't think he did he, the business. He was well. he was he was a beast at Marseille and then went to Milan, didn't work out. Dinamo didn't work out. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But no, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Maybe Nesjeren um, would probably be like, uh, you know, like his performance against Barca. If we see more of that. But and listen, I'm, the jury's still out on Shkurin and Ramirez. I think I think they'll be better than Supriyaha and Verbić up top. I think it'll be an improvement, but they're already better. Uh, I, but mean, like, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't I shouldn't say they're already better than him, but they have already done more. Yes, yes. In one in each of them in their respective one match that they played than he's done in an entire season. Besides uh, clearing the ball against Colas, um, exactly. Oh, and Bujalski I'll take into this team as well. Oh, yeah, I said that 100%. Yeah, I just want, yeah. So uh, I would say Popov, Shapa, Zabarni, Bujalski, and Neshchere. Those are my five. So, Alex, where are we finishing in the group? Probably fourth. I'll tell you what. I would take four points, draw both games against Barcelona and Benfica, and just get beat by Bayern Toys. I would take that because I think that's progress. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree that Barca are in, a, are in a very fragile state right now. I just still, again, there's still a squad with a lot of quality in it. So, I oh mean, no, don't get me wrong. This is a good time to be playing them. Yes. No argument about that. But and I'll tell you what, what, getting getting them in like December 14th in Kiev, like that can be. Like, do you remember last year when we played Brugge? They had to move the game up because it was too cold. Imagine having to do that for Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. What, what uh, happened in the second match that we played them? That, that was when Luchescu completely fucked up the tactics, remember? Was that like 4 0? Yeah, because remember that was Something like. like that. Yeah, because I remember that's. Uh, he Because do you remember he played that stupid formation against Ingulets that barely, barely beat them with like Shaparenko at like right wing and Garmash at like oh, box God, to box. Don't remind before. me. Yeah. Like that, like, and I remember thinking, I'm like, like, it, actually, it's kind of similar last fall as it is to now. Like, I look at some of the stuff. Luchescu doesn't like, dude, you're super experienced. I, I trust you, but like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, uh, like I remember that was, and then I remember it, we, from what I recall, I think the first half, we just kind of like got through it. And then we got to the second half and then he, I thought he was going to, I remember thinking he was going to make changes at halftime a couple, you know, but he just didn't. And then we just got completely shellacked in the second half. Like we should have in the first half. Uh, where was this game? This was oh, this was way before that. Uh, Hans, uh, Zbrugge, I don't remember that game. Uh, here we go, Barcelona 4 0. Yeah, and then uh, let me see. Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, yeah, so the back four is off. Yeah, so Bushan and goal back four was Kyonzora, Zabarthi, Miklanto, Karvaev. Midfield was Bujalski, Shepelyev, and hmm? I swear I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shepelyev, Bujalski, Garmash in the midfield. On the wings were Depena and Shaparenko, and up top was Verbić. Yeah, that was a weird match. That, that is disgusting. 
And then I remember they brought on like, yeah, they brought on Supriyaha and Lenya with 20 minutes ago after, after the third goal. I remember being super pissed at that. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So as Dima would say, less of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, where do you think we're going to finish in the group? Fourth. I think we'll, I think it'll be fourth, but I think we'll give a better account of ourselves than last year. In yeah. terms of, like, for example, like, even against Fedens, I'm not saying we'll pick up as many points as we did last year, but outside of the Bayern games, I can't see, like, 4-0 again. Because I think Luchescu's... How many points did we pick up last year? Four. Should have been oh, nine. that's right, because the last one, we ended up beating Fedens Varos. Yep. Was, was it Popov? Yeah, Popov Seder. That scored from, like, a set... Yeah, yeah, okay, we won 1-0. Okay, yeah, yeah I remember that. Okay, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I'm predicting we get one point and finish fourth. Yeah, I think, I think, it, I think Luchescu is smart enough to figure out something against Kuman and Barcelona, um, especially like they didn't have Messi in the first game, and we really should have won that game. I'm, I, it's pretty much you're playing four games, really. Like I'm, I can't see much against Bayern. Although Bayern did almost lose to Köln this weekend, so make of that what you will. But my thing is, like, you know, ultimately these games are beatable. It's just what do they do? The opponents show up, and or do we show up? That that's really what it comes down to, I think, honestly. Because Köln, I think we're better than, and they almost beat, you know, Bayern this past weekend, or almost drew Bayern. Barcelona, we could have beaten last year. And we had like, what, 14, 15 players on the roster and Morgun and Ignatenko were two of the subs. And Benfica, right. I don't think is Bayern or Barca level, but I think they're probably beatable-ish. So why not? What the hell? Go Like, we have nothing to lose, so why not just go for it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, like I said, I don't want to throw away Europe. I still want us to prioritize Correct. the league. Um, but I just, like I said, I mean, a congested schedule like this when we've got the league champions league, you know, eventually cup matches are going to come into play. And, you know, unfortunately we have not done enough to bolster our squad depth that, like I said, I just see Europe is where we're going to take the hit. And, and I actually would not mind prioritizing certain European games. Cause looking at our run, like, I think like instead, I think it, the team is overall capable enough to get results against, like, let's see, Ruch. Okay, checked out. I would, I would not check. Like against Ruch, Lviv, Vibroden, maybe Mariupol, Vorskla, Chornomorets, Minai, Veres. I think, you know, I think those. I think a reserve squad honestly can get the job done. Especially, I think our reserve squad is at least half better with like Ramirez, Lenyev, or Skurin in it. You know. Tim Cech is much better than he was already at the end of last season. He and he was hurt, you know, towards the end of last fall. So I think it's I think it's slightly better where a reserve team can do the business in the league, but a first team may not be able to do it in the Champions League. Right. Right. So so I think you can kind of get I'm not saying you're gonna beat Vettis 5-0 or you know, Minai 4 0 as you should, but you could probably skate by one of those teams 2 0, you know. You know, once you put Xavi and Iniesta together in the midfield. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so on that note, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, Eric, if someone wants to get into contact with you, how can they do that? Sure. It's at Libovich, L-E-B-O-V-I-C-H. 
And if you want to follow me, your host, you can find me on Twitter at Lyshik7. That's L-Y-S-Z-Y-K and the number seven. If you want to fi- follow our show, you can do that on Twitter at Denama Abroad. And you can also send us an email if you'd like to contact, uh, contact us to denamaabroadpodcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Denama Abroad, that's all we have for you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Denama.